Hi, my name is Aiden Knapp, and you're listening to the Sacred Heart Open Forum podcast. Today, I'm joined with Jillian Mike. Hi, how are you, Aiden? I'm good, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well. And today, we have a very special interview with somebody who works in the radio. His name is John Gallo, and he works for, he's a producer for The Rob Dibble Show for 97.9 and ESPN. And he had some great things to say. So here we go. Uh, my name is Aiden Knapp, and today I'm joined with Jillian Mike and John Gallo. And today we're going to be talking about uh, radio and producing a radio show. Um, first question for John, what got you interested in radio? Oh, yeah, I've always loved radio, even since I was a kid growing up. I've, I have a deep love of music, um, a huge love of sports, probably more so than music. And uh, doing radio is just a great way to be able to combine the two. Um, you know, adding music into the show every day on doing a talk radio, talk sports show. You know, it was great to be able to do everything that I've loved and, you know, being able to add that music. I I just really enjoy that. Absolutely. It was like a no brainer, right? Yeah. I I mean, ever since I was a kid, I could, I pictured myself being able to be on the radio or being able to talk sports on the radio. Um, And it just, it it happened to come true. Where'd you go to college? I went to Eastern Connecticut State University in uh, Willimantic, about 10 minutes from UConn. Um, they had a great radio program there, and it was, it was an easy fit. It's a small campus, um, not too many people, a smaller classroom size, which was nice. And uh, you really got a personal connection with the professors that really helped you along the way. So you study radio? What's the name of that major exactly? Uh, I was a communication major. I just okay. happened to focus on radio. They actually have different focuses there. You can do TV, radio, newspaper, journalism, whatever you really want to do. Was there a radio show for the school that you worked on, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, they have a radio program there. Um, and really, you can just sign up from freshman year on. You can sign up for an hour-long show for, per week or hour show daily, two-hour shows, whatever you want to do. They were really nice with that and uh, accommodating and really helped you along the way. It gets started. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, how long have you produced the uh, the Rob Dibble show? I've been producing it for three years. Um, I also did a year as an intern where I associate produced, um, and that really kind of helped me get my foot in the door there and learn the base of producing. Uh, what do you find are the biggest challenges you face producing a radio talk show? Our show is live, and when people say live in yeah. radio, they usually don't mean live because of the techno- the growth in technology. But we are actually live. I, when we when I turn microphones on, you know, anything that's said is going over the air. So, I mean, it's it could be a challenge with some guests because, you know, we range from guests from athletes to, you know, former athletes or no filter. You know, we just had an, yeah, we just had an MMA fighter on the other day who's fighting tonight for, you know, a, a championship belt. So he's pretty fired up. And, you know, sometimes they can get a little riled up on the air and say things they probably shouldn't. So. You know, you have to be always paying attention and always listening to make sure that everything is, you know, legally safe to be on the radio. Now, you said um, radio is not always live. Does that mean that some radio stations uh, don't do their material live over microphones? Um, I, yes, in a way. So with the advancement in technology with radio, they have these things or they have this style where they can voice track, where they can go into their studio and in you know 20 minutes 30 minutes they can you know put all the music in that's going to play and then put it in all their commercial breaks between songs so like 
you know, they'll come on and be like, hey, all right, you listen to the Foo Fighters there. Uh, coming up next, we'll have, you know, Greta Van Fleet. And they can do that at 10 in the morning. And that show will air at midnight that night. And it's all set. And they don't have to be there for it. They can do it. Um, the only challenge with that is you kind of eliminate the element of talking to your local listenership where people can call, but there's no one there to answer. So a lot of them will, when they have day shifts, they'll go in, go to their studio and do a couple breaks ahead of time. Um, and then they'll be there for if someone calls, they can put someone on the air, they can record that and make it sound like it's live. It's actually very cool how they make it sound where you would never know that this was taped hours ago. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never would have known that. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. I never really thought about it that hard. Yeah, it's, I never thought about it either. When I, when I got to iHeart as an intern, and I saw that, I, my mind was blown. I, I was like, everyone's been lying to me my entire life. <laughs> so you mentioned your internship at, um, at iHeart. So that was how you got your foot in the door. Um, do you want to elaborate more on that, how you got it, when you got it exactly? Yeah, I, I happened to meet the former program director of our student. Um, and he was kind of transitioning out of Hartford and going back to Denver, Colorado, where he was originally from. And uh, just getting to know him, they, he told me the internship program was starting up again and uh, told me how to apply for that. So I did. And he kind of helped me get my, you know, get into the building a little bit. Um, and then from there, as an intern, we just, you know, you do every aspect of radio, like sitting with salespeople to learn that side of it, to being in the studios when people are recording shows or, you know, I was associate producing Dibble show that I'm on now where I would just sit there and I would do pre-production stuff. Um, you know, like what you guys are doing with podcasting. I had to do all of that and it really helped me learn every element of radio. Um, and it, I mean, I even did uh, promotion stuff. So I was going to events, sitting outside, handing out prizes to people and just, you know, trying to spread the, the awareness of the station and like what we're doing, um, which was pretty enjoyable too, to get to interact with a lot of the listeners. So the interns, it seems like have a lot on their plates when they first go, right? Yeah, um, you do have a lot. I mean, you work normal hours. Like you usually work about 30 hours a week there. They're pretty good about it. Um, and you're always doing something like it, you're never sitting around doing nothing. You'll always be either in a studio working with people or, you know, just uh, like I said, doing promotional events. You're always on the move. And it was actually very, very enjoyable. It was really fun. Yeah, it sounds fun. I mean, that sounds like work to a lot of people, I feel like, but that actually sounds like a lot of fun, especially if Absolutely. you love it. Yeah, I mean, you have to start somewhere. And for radio, that's the starting point is an internship and just working up from there. It's a slow grind, but it pays off. So, John, what do you think of talk radio in the modern age? Like, what place do you think it has in our society today and as the future goes on? Yeah, I mean, I would like to say that I think there's a bright future for it, but we've seen with podcasting and internet radio that that really is the future. And uh, as much as it scares me that it's kind of phasing out live radio, I don't think live radio will totally be gone just because, you know, when things happen like a pandemic or, um, you know, hurricanes or weather, bad weather, anything, live radio is the way to get information. And we may, we may be just a sports show, but when things like that happen, we're there on live to break the news and, you know, take calls and everything. But yeah, podcasting and everything is the future. Um, how much technology has grown in radio? It's just, it's made it too easy to not be live. Like you can make anything sound live. And I mean, that's cool, but I love doing live talk radio. I like being on the air. I don't like being able to fix mistakes. I like to just be able to just go and work through it because it adds, uh, 
vulnerability almost to the show where people see what you actually are like and in the moment like talking that you get your raw emotion of a sports take or anything just you know your feedback right away there's no thinking about it for five minutes and then responding it's you got to come up with it and go yeah like authenticity right it's yeah it's almost like improv other than that improv authenticity kind of feeling what's your favorite part about your job and working in live radio in general you know what i really like that i have more of a behind the scenes role and that's what producing is um you may not get airtime but with our show rob and uh ben my they are his co-host they've been so great to me from the day one even as an intern where they've encouraged me to jump into the conversation whenever um and even when we have guests on there they say don't be afraid to ask a question if you have one uh, and it's really helped me grow and be more comfortable on a microphone. Now, when you do get a chance to talk, uh, what is your favorite professional sport to talk about? I'm a big baseball fan um, and a big hockey fan, which hockey doesn't get a lot of sports, you know, sports talk airtime. So it's nice to be able to bring that. And, you know, in Connecticut, too, we're in Hartford. So there's a huge Hartford Whalers following that, you know, the team is gone, but that love of that team is still here around. So it's really cool to be able to connect with a lot of the hockey fans in Connecticut, because there are a ton. But we are primarily a baseball show, and I grew up playing baseball. It's one of my favorite sports. And it's really, really cool to be able to talk baseball with a World Series champion uh, every day. It's, you know, it's a blessing. And um, just the, the, the amount of guests we get on from the baseball world, too, is it's very, very cool to be able to interact with people around the sport every day. Um, and, you know, you kind of feel validated where, you, you know, growing up as a fan, like you want to ha- you have all these takes and be like, I think this should happen or this. And, you know, it's nice to be able to have that validation when, you know, a pro athlete or former manager or whatever is like, you know what, I agree with you. That's, that's a good point. Like, it's pretty cool to kind of ads from like, Oh, okay. I'm not just a dumb fan anymore. Like I, yeah. could, I you know, I could go with this. <laughs> You've mentioned um, having guests on the show. Who do you think the most interesting person that has been on the show was? That's a tough question. We've had so many different guests. Um, the nice thing with our show is we stay not only local, but we do national stuff as well. So, you know, local, like during this pandemic, it was really cool to have on Glenn Longarini, who's this, uh, the director of the CIAC. It was cool to be able to hear like, you know, everything that was going on with the Department of Health and when high school sports and college sports in the area were going to be able to play and how. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, we have UConn coaches on all the time. Like Coach Gino is awesome. Um, Coach Dan Hurley is great. Uh, I love Coach Calhoun. We we get him on every now and then, which is just so cool because he's a legend. And uh, but as far as my favorite guest, it's tough, but I would probably have to say any of the former Red Sox that we've had on. Um, some of the legends like Fred Lynn, uh, Wade Boggs. It's just really cool. Like we've had Johnny Damon on like two years ago or so. Uh, Kevin Euclid pretty pretty recently actually um, and I'm just a huge Red Sox fan so it's really cool to be able to talk to guys that you got to watch play and just have seen uh, it, that's been very exciting that's cool I'm a Red Sox I'm from a Red Sox family too I don't really um, I don't really follow baseball but Red Sox well <laughs> is everyone on the show a Red Sox fan Right. Um, no, I'm actually the only Red Sox fan on the show. We have a bunch of people that work with us that are Red Sox fans, but um, Rob played for the Cincinnati Reds amongst other teams like the Brewers and the Marlins. So he just kind of, he's just a huge fan of baseball. I mean, obviously he won the World Series with the Reds, so he's going to have 
you know, love and support them more than all. But uh, yeah, my uh, Ben, his co-host is actually from Indiana and he grew up a Chicago Cubs fan. Me to talk to the local Red Sox stuff. Rob talks every team because he's just really good at talking baseball and knowing the sport as much as he does. Um, and Ben adds that Midwestern and, you know, that vibe to it where, you know, we get a different perspective that we normally don't see in the East coast. That's awesome. Yeah. Having like a diverse group that can bring in yeah. many different perspectives. Absolutely. Now, John, do you have any advice for in- individuals who would want to pursue a similar career as you or like build their own talk show? Well, I think you guys are starting with a great, you know, starting point here with doing a podcast. Cause like I said, it is the future. Um, and I really encourage more people to get into podcasting. It's, it's a challenge, but it's fun and it's rewarding. And honestly, just keep, keep everything you guys do. Uh, when you record anything, make sure you have it not only in your school files or however you're doing this, but have it in your personal files too for down the road where you can keep a portfolio together. And when you apply for different radio jobs, you can say, you can have like, you know, for instance, a website where all of your audio is. And be like, hey, if you go to this website, you can see all the stuff that I've done over the years. And, you know, here's how I sound on the radio. Here's some, you know, different elements that I use behind the scenes. Um, and it really lets people know who you are and how you do radio. Really? So even and things we do right like, now. Yeah. Yeah. Builds, which, I mean, like I said, you guys are at a really great point. Um, and then when you're going into college and you don't even have, have to go to college for radio, um, you can get right into a board hopping job, which is, you know, where I started too is doing board off and uh it just really helps you add everything all the basic parts of radio like controlling the soundboard um turning on the microphones so doing that would be good and like i said trying to get an internship at one of the stations iheart is great with it um and just you know anywhere doesn't have to be local if you go national it helps too it's probably even better um but just try to get your foot in the door with an internship now, I'm sure you have many stories because it's a live show and I'm sure there are many slips, slip ups, but what are some of the funniest moments that have happened on the show? That's tough. We have, we try to have fun every day. Um, we try to laugh every day. So you would think that our sports segments would be our best segments because we're a sports talk show. But sometimes when we just go off the handle on, you know, Friday afternoons or something and uh, we just don't even talk sports and we're just talking life or just, you know, different things we've seen. It can get really funny. Um, and actually like one of the cool things we do on the show that has been very comical for us has been every year during this time of year around March, we do fictional athlete brackets. And, you know, we've done that in the past. We've done like favorite, um, you know, actors or favorite, you know, sports people, movies, stuff like that. Best co-host or, you know, anything like that. Um, co-leads, whatever. We've done a lot of stuff like that, which has been fun, but, you know, and like I said earlier with having the MMA people on and stuff, not knowing what they're going to say. Um, and before the pandemic, when we were able to do things live, that, that was really cool too. Because, uh, you know, we'd go to Bellator MMA events at Mohegan Sun. And if you're interviewing a fighter, like I said, on fight week, it can get scary. Um, and there's times where okay. if you say the wrong thing, they will let you know. And it's going to be more than words. They're going to look at you like they're going to attack you. Like you're standing across from them in the octagon. And that has gotten very funny with guys like Chael Sonnen. Um, You know, all these legends of MMA that have like looked like they're ready to kill somebody. And that's almost been, you know, our show. (laughs) It's it's been exciting, but funny. 
know, if there's one person I wouldn't want to say the wrong thing to, it would probably be an MMA fighter pretty high up there on the list. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything you want to say to our dear listeners of Sacred Heart? Uh, well, I'm a Holy Cross kid, so oh. graduated there in 2013. I can't believe I'm doing this for Sacred Heart, but I was very happy to do it for you guys. Um, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you, you so coming, much on. For coming on. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, happy to help with anything with, with radio. If you guys ever have any questions or anything, reach out. Um, obviously, Jesse knows how to get in contact with me. <laughs> this has been the Sacred Heart Open Forum. Thank you so much to our guest, John, and thank you to Aiden. Uh, we miss James and Nate, but you will hear them again soon. Thank you so much.